the port to your new weekly favorite podcast, Next Stop, where you will find out all there is to know about trains. 2021 is the European Year of the Rail, a year to remind us that the journey is as important as the destination. My name is Julia and this is Next Stop, a podcast by the Spring 2021 trainees of the European Committee of the Regions. Did you know that hydrogen powered trains are apparently the most sustainable trains in the world? Their byproduct is water and they give off zero carbon emissions. There are two hydrogen trains in Germany and they may be coming soon to Austria as well. Trains are among the most sustainable and efficient forms of transport. Night trains and high speed rail are serious contenders to replace short distance flights. According to a 2019 report by the International Energy Agency, high-speed trains can reduce by 80% aviation transport on the same routes. Next stop. Joining us today is the Member of the European Parliament, Javi López-Fernández, from Barcelona and Member of the Socialists and Democrats Group. Javi is a member of several distinct committees at the European Parliament, including the Committee on the Environment, Public Health and Food Safety and he's chair of the delegation to the Euro-Latin American Parliamentary Assembly. Javi, benvingut. Muchas gracias for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having agreed to do this. It's a pleasure to be here and to share these comments and this analysis about the train with you. And I think it's a great initiative for your podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, that's great. Uh, Javi, you're a member of the European Parliament, then you must travel very often between Brussels and Strasbourg. Do you normally do this trip by train and do you travel very often by train in general? Yes, well, in fact, we have these uh, Parliament trains to do this, uh, these Brussels-Strasbourg trips and then we take uh, usually a uh, train. And also, I'm from Barcelona and I usually go to Madrid and we have a fantastic line. Madrid, Barcelona, by train, but uh, this is something that I use often. Uh, and also I have a good experience with trains, uh, especially I, I remember well an interrail, that it's uh, like a train uh, summer ticket that you can do. Uh, I made it when I was in the university, uh, connecting different uh, cities in Europe, and this is something that I, I, I have in mind also. Well, I assume that when you travel from Strasbourg to Brussels or the other way around, you also pass through Luxembourg and, and that must be a very beautiful trip and even excited to, to have the chance to be in three countries like in like three hours and in the same day. And also it's great to hear that you have experienced the, the, interrailing, the interrailing trip. I think we should like encourage young people to take it because it's wonderful and it's a very enriching experience. Yeah, of course. And also, I, I take uh, like several planes. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I prefer to, to, to use a uh, train. And, and this interrail experience is a fantastic experience. I, th I think it's, it's already working. Uh, and it's a fantastic excuse to, to know better Europe and contact people and, and, and do it by train. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Okay, uh, one of the purposes of the European Year of the Rail is to promote rail as a sustainable transport as it is largely electrified and emits far less CO2 than equivalent travel by road or, or air. Uh, since you're a member of the Environment, uh, Public Health and Food Safety Committee, 
what is your view on the role of trains in delivering the Green Deal goals and achieving climate neutrality by 2050? Well, basically, uh, we should leave a new um, a golden age of trains if uh, we will want to move on in our Green Deal uh, goals, especially the decarbonization uh, of our economy. As um, you know, no, transport its one of the backbones of our um, EU economy and um, has negative consequences in terms of uh, pollution, congestion, uh, climate change, obviously, noise, accidents. And if we think like the different transport um, instruments that we have, like train is uh, uh, at least the most efficient in terms of uh, climate efficiency, uh, but also with less impact in the other dimensions. The rail is responsible less than 0.5% of greenhouse emissions. And we don't use it a lot. We could use it more, only, not only uh, for um, citizens, but also for goods, because basically we, we do it uh, all the uh, international trade uh, transport by ships. No. Um, rail's green credentials speak uh, for themselves and show that this mode of transport is a game changer or should be a game changer. And then uh, we need like European institutions, uh, states, local institutions trying to, to bet for this, this uh, transport. That is, it's from the past, but should be for the future. Definitely. I think it's super interesting uh, that you just mentioned transport for, for goods. Uh, because normally when we think about rail, we, we think about tourism, we think about movement of persons, but also there's a lot of movement of, of goods, like both inside the EU and also to third countries. And that obviously requires a lot of transportation by train or by ship or, or like by plane. And I think it's quite important like to, to promote the transportation of those goods by train as well. If we want to reach climate neutrality by by 2050. Yeah. And also, we basically, we use ships and now like mega ships to do this uh, international trade transport. But recently, we saw like um, the weaknesses of this model, no? And the risks with um, some accidents that we saw recently, no? This year. Uh, move on with that for this kind of transport, like a trans green transport, safe. Also, for goods, uh, it should be one of, the, of, of our guidelines in our policy of transport for the next years and also for our climate policy that uh, sh should change our basic modes of transport in Europe. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with you. However, trains can also have a, a negative impact on the landscape of regions and cities. They may affect biodiversity and, and can alter ecosystems, especially in the rural areas. How do you think that we can minimize that impact? Well, first of all, like uh, using the science and uh, the science provides us technology to minimize this kind of impact. And also that it's uh, really important that when we build like new lines and so on, and we use our stakeholders, but not only, you know, like the local network of institutions to work together and to decide together where should be organized uh, the new lines. No, But I will underline you know, that the, Always say it's a matter of like balanced costs, you no? Know? And obviously has cost uh, new lines of train, but if we balance and uh, we compare 
the cost of uh, new lines of trains with um, the impact, the climate impact or the kind of impact that the airports or ports uh, can have in our lives in terms of pollution, noise and, and so, so on. Like uh, the train is the winner uh, in terms of efficiency and, and balance of uh, benefits and costs. You know, uh, we should use the the um, the signs to minimize this kind of cost and also talk and like deal uh, with these local institutions uh, to organize and design the lines. But if we have all the map, all the landscape uh, in terms of uh, the different uh, benefits and costs of, of you know, different modes of transport, uh, train become the winner. No. Mm -hmm. That's great to know and it's really important as well because sometimes we we only tend to focus on the positive outcomes and we forget to realize that they might have like also like a negative impact and it's important to to see the whole picture to do a, a balance of of all the consequences that might have an action. So it's great to see that even though it might have like a uh, side effect, still the train wins. Let's move now to to international dimension of rail. Javi, since you're chair of the delegation to the Euro-Latin American Parliamentary Assembly, also member of the Subcommittee on Security and Defense and member of the delegation to the EU-Mexico Joint Parliamentary Committee, do you see a possibility for the EU to promote uh, the use of trains in other continents to contribute to the fight against climate change on a global scale? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, one of our main goals in um, Foreign Affairs for the next decade should be um, cooperate to fight climate change, you know? and especially uh, with a region like Latin America, with, uh, with one of the biggest forms of biodiversity in the world. It's um, extremely important that uh, we, we work in this line, no? Uh, and also because the region is uh, really committed with, with uh, these goals, no? Like the Paris Agreement and, and so on. And if we want to, to work uh, in our trains in Europe, also we should use our new technology, uh, our expertise, our uh, background uh, in this field to export to other parts. We have like uh, interesting like uh, projects in Latin America. We have like the Tren Maya in Mexico, like one of um, the biggest uh, train uh, projects uh, in the world. But not only we have Central Oceanic Railway um, that uh, now Brazil is building, also a macro line um, that try to, to to connect basically like a continent that it's a country. Uh, Brazil, uh, and we have like a lot of things um, to do, uh, sharing information, sharing technology, uh, sharing projects, and also using our uh, companies no, in the region. And this is something that we, we could do, and uh, I'm sure that we can do if we, um, we put it in our uh, agenda, in our institutional relations. I think it's quite important to like think about the Green Deal globally and not just in the EU, because after all, like it doesn't matter that much what we do in Europe if in other third countries the fight against climate change it's not ambitious enough, then it's going to have consequences in the whole world, and that's why we're trying to to fight against climate change in the world, not not just in in a continent or, or a region. So it's, it's great to know that the Green Deal goals are 
also like consider and taking into account very seriously in in the foreign policy of the EU. Yeah, of course, and also like it's a great opportunity because like that you know, no, like the the world is quite a style place now. No mm-hmm. new uh, logic of uh, competence between uh, great powers. Uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. especially the tensions between the China and the United States. It's in the in the center of all the international relations. But when we deal with climate change, we always move to um, a land of cooperation. Not like the competition, it's not possible. And then mm-hmm. uh, it's a great opportunity to uh, defend multilateralism. Um, defend cooperation, defend like norms and dialogue as our uh, method of of working in the international arena. And for the reason, climate change is so important uh, in our foreign affairs. Not only because it's important the climate to save our planet. We have only one. Uh, we have to think in the next generations and also like the next uh, years, our generation that uh, will uh, enjoy or suffer. Uh, the consequences of the decisions that uh, we will take in the next years. Also because um, introduce a really positive uh, method of work, uh, no? international institutions, dialogue norms, multilateralism. And for the reason it's so important. I can only agree with you on that. <laughs> All right, uh, Javi, do you have uh, one last message to encourage our listeners to use the train more often? Well, yeah, I think it's a, a great adventure, the the trip in itself. I I, I will say, like, I, I will encourage uh, if we have like young listeners, I will encourage to 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 take the interrail as experience. To be honest, this weekend I was thinking in 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 my holidays, and I was checking if if uh, we have like um, night trains in Madrid Lisbon, for example, mm. because this is something that I saw uh, pre coronavirus. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not um, restarted yet, but we have this kind of experience. And now I also saw the last days that the new capitals, European capitals, will be uh, connected by night trains. Uh, and also it's an, an opportunity, you know, uh, that the trip is part of the adventure, not only the new place to visit. That's it. And now that you mentioned night trains, we very often forget about them, but they they work greatly because you travel while you rest and then you arrive to the place of destination fully rested and ready to discover places or to explore the area or to work or to do anything else. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Javi, thank you so much for your encouraging words and for being with us today. It has been a, a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Next. Hola. Bravo. We are Mila and Jose. Welcome back to our pop dagger. The moment that all of you have been really waiting for. Once again, we bring to you some bites of culture to entertain your trip. Let's, Let's go. go! You know, we have already talked about cinema and music, but what I really like to do while traveling by train is to read. During my trips, A book can never be missing in my bag, but my point is that trains 
have been used for many authors to create legendary stories. One example is Murder on the Orient Express from Agatha Christie. Famous one. Exactly. Even the name of the train is in the title of the novel. In the story, the detective Hercules Poirot must solve a murder that had been committed in a sleeper train. It was a great idea to build a mystery story in that scenario. We can all imagine the claustrophobic effect of the violence in the characters. Agatha Christie was really responsible. She could have set the action in a plane, but she preferred the train to reduce the carbon footprint of the novel. Hey guys, I also have something cultural to share. Wait, 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 Julia. What are you doing here? This is our section now. Come on, she's very passionate about trains too. Don't be a party pooper. Yes, I am. And since one of the aims of the European Year of the Rail is bringing EU countries closer, I thought it would be worth mentioning the Great Öresunds Bridge, which connects two different cities in two different countries, Malmö in Sweden and Copenhagen in Denmark. Mm, very interesting. But you know we are talking about trains, not bridges. I know. The bridge contains a very important railway tube. Thanks to it, mobility has significantly increased between both countries, with two-thirds of passengers using the train. What does it have to do with culture? Well, on one side, the city of Copenhagen is full of references to Christian Andersen's stories, including a small statue of the Little Mermaid. And on the other side of the bridge, there's the vibrant city of Malmö, host of the Eurovision Song Contest in 1992 and 2013. There's even a TV series based on the Orison's Bridge, and Henny Mankell novels are based in the region, so of course it is perfectly suitable for this section. I agree. With only one train, we can connect so much culture. Now that we've talked about Sweden, have you heard about how they are reusing the body heat of the commuters passing through Stockholm Central Station to warm another building that's just across the road? What? Just as you heard it. Yerhusen is a real estate company in Stockholm. They have placed heat exchangers in the ventilation system of the station to convert the excess body heat into hot water. So, they prepare tea out of it? <laughs> no. The water is pumped to the heating system in the nearby building to keep it warm. Not only is the system environmentally friendly, but it also lowers the energy costs of the office block by as much as 25%. Smart guys, this Swedish. Well, it seems that the pop wagon is arriving at its next stop. It is. But we cannot leave without saying the quote of the day. As Julia brought the topic of Nordic countries, this time the quote belongs to the Danish writer Pete Hein. You will always be late for the previous train and always in time for the next. I like it. Dovigenia. Adios. And we come to an end to another Next Stop episode. Make sure to take part in any way you can in the European Year of the Rail. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Remember that trains are a climate-friendly alternative either to your daily commuting or your travel plans. My name is Julia and thank you very much for listening. See you at the next stop.